Hello friends, this is Matt, and this is Something From Everything, a podcast about embracing meaning and discovering wisdom through telling better stories. And this is a story based on an event that occurred all the way back in September, but the larger themes behind it, that of fragility and the precarious nature of life, I've been trying to write about that for a much longer time frame. See, I've known that life is surprisingly fragile for a long time. And in part, this is, I'm sure, due to my work in an emergency department. It's not uncommon for us to see people on their worst days, and it's always struck me as odd that if I were to see that patient on the street the day before, that would just be another day for them. The divide between before and after is so stark and so thin sometimes. And so I'm well aware that life is precarious, but I'm uneasy with the fact that it is. And I think if we're honest, most of us are. What do we do with the precarity of life? That question is at the heart of this post and the one that I was unable or maybe unwilling to honestly answer for a long time. Eventually, I got some much-needed clarity from one of my favorite teachers, Kate Bowler, whose public work revolves around the absurd and the fragile and all the ways that we can try and pretend that the world is not as precarious as it really is. So what do we do with a precarious and fragile world? We'll get there. This one is entitled Precarious All the Way Down. Thank you so much for listening. It was early September when I saw it. The remains of a creature so mangled and disfigured that it was nearly unidentifiable. As I drove closer, up the curving road that neighbors a nearby pond, I could see the pieces of shell, the distinctive green and salmon red coloring. I was looking at the remains of a full-grown, red-painted turtle. It had been struck, presumably, no more than 10 feet from the giant bright yellow diagonal street sign posted to warn drivers of increased crossings in this area between the months of May and September. Unbidden, I remembered reading that turtles have a surprisingly long life cycle. In North America, the average painted turtle will grow to nearly full size in five to eight years and have a lifespan of between 20 and 40 years. This was a large specimen, with the shell the width of a dinner plate. How long had it been moving between ponds, warming itself on the hot pavement without incident before this? Five years, at least. Maybe as many as 40. Though endangered now, red-painted turtles have been survivors. Non-marine turtles have remained largely unchanged for over 200 million years and survived multiple catastrophic extinction events. It felt as if an animal as armored, ancient, and well-adapted as this should somehow be protected from such a senseless and sudden end. Whether I was looking at a creature whose expansive future was stolen, or a long life abruptly ended, it felt absurd. I realized that I was expecting a consistent trajectory to life, but life stubbornly takes unexpected and drastic turns. An ancient forest is set ablaze by a single spark. A marriage is ended when one partner decides it. A life is built over thousands of days and ends in a moment. 
Despite all its adaptations, vibrancy, and resilience, life never stops being fragile and precarious. I knew this truth, but I did not like it. If you begin to see the precarity of life, it becomes hard to unsee it. My work at the hospital reminds me of precarity daily. I work in an emergency department, and I meet so many people at turning points in their lives, the fulcrum between befores and afters, before the car accident and after, before when a patient only had vague symptoms and after they've received a life-altering diagnosis, before they held the hand of a loved one for the last time and after. Couldn't the whole world be divided into befores and afters? Those who had lived through a cataclysmic event that now divides their life, and those who remain blissfully ignorant to the fact that they are currently living in the before? Of this, I am certain. The precarity of life does not affect everyone equally, but it will affect everyone. What do we do with this inescapable, universal precarity of life? Well, in my case, I attempted to write about it. If you've been listening to this podcast for a while, you're likely aware that a lot of my episodes follow a certain pattern. Most begin with a story, in this case, my encounter with the remains of this turtle, and then I will usually attempt to connect that particular story to a more universal truth. In this case, the seemingly absurd, precarious fragility of even the most well-adapted and vibrant life. And finally, I try to draw out some wisdom or meaning. But in this case, as I tried to finish the post, I was at a loss. Absurdity is, after all, at odds with meaning. And no amount of meaning or wisdom will insulate us from the fragility of life. You see, a strange thing happened as I was trying to bring this particular writing to a close. I felt the immense pressure to wrap everything up neatly. I wasn't just looking for meaning or lessons, I was searching for lessons and meanings that would make the world less absurd, less fragile, less precarious. And each time I attempted to explain, downplay, or justify the absurd fragility of life, I kept coming back to that first grotesque image of that carcass, broken and smeared across the road. Still absurd and fragile, no matter which flowery words I used to surround it. I couldn't fix, diminish, or explain the precarious nature of life. And so I was stuck, unable to answer the question that had spawned the whole piece. What do we do with the precarity of life? I didn't honestly know. And so I set the mostly finished piece of writing aside. As an aside, an unanswered or unanswerable question can be a fantastic teacher. Frustration can make you curious. If we can answer a question easily, we're not likely to give it a second thought, but a question we can't resolve will bend our thinking around it. For weeks, I kept asking myself what I was missing. And then, while washing dishes and listening to a favorite podcast, I realized I was listening to a seasoned expert in the field of precarity, Dr. Kate Bowler. Kate Bowler has been attempting to answer the question, what do we do with the precarity of life for nearly a decade? 
She knows a great deal about absurdity and fragility. At the age of 35, married and newly a mother, having just reached the academic starting line of professorship at a prestigious university, Kate was given the unforeseen and life-dissecting diagnosis of stage 4 colon cancer. As Kate has repeatedly said, there is no stage 5. I read Kate's best-selling book, Everything Happens for a Reason, and Other Lies I've Loved, when she had first received her apocalyptic diagnosis. I felt the frantic determination in those words, the impossible weight of trying to get a whole life down in those few pages, all while confronting the most thoughtless condolences and aphorisms along the way. Her follow-up book, No Cure for Being Human, was written from that liminal space between hope and dread. Kate was then a survivor for months at a time, planning her life between treatments and CT scans. And in this time of uncertainty, she bore witness to the occasionally well-meaning, occasionally deceptive, toxic positivity of the self-help industry. And for 11 seasons now, I have regularly listened to her podcast, Everything Happens, in which Kate gets to interview other resilient, vibrant, and heartbroken guests who are intimately familiar with both the beauty and horrors of life, often occurring at the same time. The fact that Kate's public work has continued for this long is something that she regularly celebrates in the face of its unlikeliness. Despite there being no stage 5 for colon cancer, Kate is still here, and recently she has been declared to be in stable remission, cancer-free. If anyone knew a secret to overcoming precarity, I believe it could be Kate. If she wanted to, Kate could be writing 12 simple rules for overcoming colon cancer, or using her theological beliefs and training to explain the absurdity of why she is alive, and some of those beloved friends she sat in cancer therapy with are not. But instead, Kate's public work is a consistent, considerate, and fierce rejection of all the simple and false promises that we can explain, outwit, or adequately insulate ourselves from the precarity of life. Somehow, the soul of Kate's work does not deny or run from the precarious nature of life, but consciously draws closer to it. Because who else would we possibly want to be around when our world is falling apart? We would want to sit down with someone courageous and compassionate enough to see our fragile world as it really is. What do we do with the precarity of life? Do we ignore it? Do we try and insulate ourselves from it in ways both practical and superstitious? Do we try to diminish or control it, having a ready reason for even the most absurd tragedies? Perhaps we begin by bravely staring at the absurd and fragile right in front of us. Begin by simply beholding the precarious world as it is even as it unnerves and unsettles us. Eventually, we might begin to accept our precarious lives, which is neither as simple, fatalistic, or passive as it might first sound. If we really knew how precious and fragile and absurd life can be, how might it change us? Perhaps we would be more gracious with others and ourselves. 
Perhaps we would be more aware of suffering both within and without. Perhaps we would become more alert and cautious. Perhaps we would slow down, both with people in hospital beds and along back roads with turtle crossings. What do we do with the precarity of life? We begin to accept it. And what does that look like? Well, each of us gets to answer that question with the rest of our lives. Well, friends, that is it. Episode 35 of the Something From Everything podcast, Precarious All the Way Down. Music at the intro and playing now is All Star by Adrian Berenger. And at the end was the track Violet Clouds by Humans Win. Both tracks are royalty-free and purchased through storyblocks.com. The cover image of a much younger, smaller red-painted turtle was found on Pixabay, uploaded by the user Scott SLM. You can find Kate Bowler's public work, links to her books, articles, and resources, and fantastic podcast at katebowler.com. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. If you are a fan, and you're still listening to the credits, so you might be, would you be willing to leave me a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and share this episode with a friend? It really helps, and I so appreciate it. You can find all my posts in written or audio form at www.somethingfromeverything.com, and you can also follow the podcast and see regular updates by following Something From Everything on Instagram or Facebook. Occasionally, I record video posts on there as well, and you can see those on both Instagram and YouTube. You can find links to everything I've mentioned here in the show notes. And finally, since life insists on being precarious and fragile, may you have the courage to accept the world as it really is. May you be kind with others, never knowing what before or after they are living in. May you slow down, may you pay attention, and may you be honest and kind as we all create something from everything. Thank you, my friends. Take care.